some nights I think I will not uh, wake up the next morning either I will be dead or or between the rebels they used to bump everywhere 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 you can't imagine every time I will never ever forget how our house was shaking our glass of the house were broken and my grandmother she is an old woman that time and she she was like walking and she was screaming everyone was screaming because it was just near our house it was a really big chaos that time i tried to, to contact foreign media and tell them you have to come to yemen guys and you have to cover the war in yemen no one knows what's going on in yemen It was in 2015, at a time when the world had virtually no idea of the tragedy that was happening in Yemen. Six years later, the conflict is still ongoing and the population is going through hell. But at least, information was able to circulate, some acts of violence have been exposed in the media, sometimes even punished, and for that we must thank Ahmed Baida and his fellow journalists. My name is Camille Diao, and I am also a journalist. For the past few months, I got to talk with reporters, podcasters, news anchors, bloggers, and other actors of the media industry around the world. I listened to them at length. They told me about their backgrounds, their inspirations, their battles. I asked them a lot of questions, and one thing leading to another Between these men and women from all over the world, I started to see the connections, shared beliefs, ideas, courage, passion. I spoke to 10 different people. They come from Yemen, from Myanmar, Egypt, and the Ivory Coast, amongst other places. In this podcast series, I want you to hear their voices. You're listening to Correspondance, the podcast of the newsmakers. Episode 4, Ahmed Baider. Well, over the past few days, we've been monitoring social media. And in this very democratic. Correspondance, the podcast of the newsmakers. Ahmed Baider is a young Yemeni TV producer who has been extensively covering the crisis in his country for foreign media such as ITV News, the BBC, Sky News and Channel 4. Ahmed is 28 years old. He was born in Sana'a, the capital of Yemen. When in 2011, in the wake of the Arab Spring, the people rose up against the current regime, Ahmed was just shy of 18 years old. The wave of protests eventually turned into a civil war. In March 2015, The Saudi-led intervention in Yemen started a bombing campaign, while at the same time a blockage of any humanitarian aid trying to enter the country. 
It's in this context that Ahmed Baider started as a fixer for foreign journalists covering the crisis. He helped them report on the destruction, starvation, the worst humanitarian crisis in the world. One day, in 2015, Ahmed's life was changed forever. So when he recalls the happy moments before the war, sometimes his voice starts shaking. Me as a, a human being born in, in Yemen, I born in 1993. That time in the 90s, in my childhood, I remember that our country is one of the most beautiful countries in the world. There are so many things that I remember from my childhood. The first thing is the beauty of my city. I used to love the old Sana city because it's a very beautiful uh, site. It's one of the UNESCO heritage sites. If you walk in the narrow streets of the old city, we used to have a very nice market that we go every day in the morning. You see people are talking to each other. Everyone is smiling. You can feel that you are like a thousand years ago. When I raised up, I used to work in our family business. We used to have a hotel called Tashtala Hotel in the old Sana city. When I was 15, then I started my career as a guide. So I used to go with the tourists from our hotel and try to take them around the city to show them how the city is divided, to show them uh, Babel Yemen, the great road that we have. And in the same time, we go to the old market to enjoy buying beautiful Yemeni traditional silver and also enjoying the Yemeni food. I met so many people from around the world. They were in love with that beautiful city. And uh, I tried to discover the world cultures through tourists. In 2011, the Arab Spring started in my country. Hundreds of anti-government demonstrators have marched through the Yemeni capital of Sana to call on President Ali Abdullah Saleh to step down. Inspired by the unrest that has shaken Tunisia and Egypt, tens of thousands have taken to the streets of Yemen. That time I used to be in, in, in high school and I was almost 18 years old. We used to have a teacher that we used to, I, I go with my friends to study in at afternoon. And every time we go, every day we go to our teacher, we see more and more, more and more people are participating in these demonstrations. Then they become, you know, like hundreds and then thousands and then more and more and more. People calling for justice, everyone is calling for human rights. We felt, oh wow, oh my God, that means like, People are very upset from their situation and everyone is suffering and they really want to do a change. Babidin, babidin. Babidin, babidin. Babidin, babidin. 
We thought that we will have a much better future. We were young men. Oh, we want, you know, to build our lives. And in Yemen, it was very difficult to build your life with the corrupted politicians. You know, it's always difficult in Yemen to implement all of your dreams. So we thought, okay, this might be the chance to change something in Yemen. We never know that the Arab Spring will bring a chaos to our country until today. We never know that we will not have a bright future until today. More than 1,000 pro-democracy protesters have clashed with government supporters in the Yemeni capital of Sana'a. It's the seventh straight day of social unrest in the Arab world's poorest country. I would like to share with you again that the humanitarian situation in Yemen is getting worse by the hour. The situation in Aden is extremely, extremely preoccupying, if not catastrophic. Tourists stopped coming in 2011 to Yemen, so we closed both of our businesses, the tour agency and uh, our hotel. The foreigners who used to live in, uh, in, uh, in Yemen they were either the foreigners who want to study Arabic because we used to have a very nice Arabic schools that teach Arabic in the old city or journalists. The people who speak the language are very few. We know each other in the old city. So we, we used to have a group of people who were foreign journalists, uh, us, the people who speak the language and all of us, we were like a community. So that time, I met a famous, well-known journalist who was my role model, to be honest, who I really started the work with as a journalist. Ayuna Quaik, she used to be a correspondent for the Times in Yemen. And uh, she was complaining about, uh, you know, about the authorities, about the government, that she couldn't get her residency. I was like, oh, Ayona, I'm, I used to work with tourists and I used to arrange like hundreds of visas every day for tourists with the immigration office. What's going on with you? She said, oh, no, I don't know. It's, the, it's the, the Ministry of Information and that. So what I said to her, OK, Ayona, I will try to help you. And I took uh, all of her paperwork to the immigration office and she got her residency. She was shocked and she was very happy and she said, oh, you, are, you know, you are my hero, you did it. And she was very happy. And that time, I started to help all of the foreigners. I was known as the, I mean, like the visa man who can fix it and arrange visas for everyone to enter the country. I was like acting like a consular. I thought, okay, this is my role. It's like to try to help foreign media to come to Yemen and to cover our situation. So yeah, I used to do the logistics and visas and uh, help them with translating either in demonstrations or in interviews. From that time, I learned how journalism works, how we deal with people, how we ask questions. I was not like a, a real ready journalist, but I learned from journalist experience. The war started with the coalition. It was 25th of March, 2015. 
that time like every night i went to sleep in my room and in middle in midnight two o'clock in midnight i heard massive bombing like bombing everywhere i was very scared so i wake up and i walked very quickly to check where are my family where is my mom and we opened tv and we saw the coalition started a war against yemen and we were very shocked a day of deadly bombing by Saudi-led warplanes has killed at least 80 people in Yemen's capital, Sana'a, and in an area along the border with Saudi Arabia. As Saudi Arabia continues its air campaign against Houthi rebels in Yemen, aid workers claim a strike has killed at least 40 people. Dozens of Yemenis were killed in overnight battles in the capital of Sana'a. Civilians again the victims after a Saudi-led coalition airstrike in Yemen. Some nights I think I will not uh, wake up the next morning. Either I will be dead or, or between the rebels. They used to bomb everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. You can't imagine every time. I remember we used to have a governmental authority next to our house and they bombed it four times. I will never ever forget how our house was shaking. Our glass of the house were broken. And my grandmother, she is an old woman that time. And she, she was like walking and she was screaming. Everyone was screaming because it was just near our house. It was a really big chaos. It was the, the first three months of the war was the worst and the bad moments we spent in our life. I felt my responsibility is to share my people's voice to the world and tell them what's going on in our country. No one knows what's going on in Yemen. That time, I tried to, to contact foreign media and tell them, you have to come to Yemen, guys, and you have to cover the war in Yemen. So from ITV News, they contacted me and they said they want to come. ITV News, the British media outlet. It was in uh, late of 2015. So I prepared for them everything and I met someone called Paul Tyson. He is the head of crews and producer with ITV News. That time he was the producer of that crew. And he's the one who encouraged me and supported me to be a producer like him. And he, he, he told me, Ahmed, without you, we can't be in Yemen. So you have to be part of the story and, and you have to work with us the whole time. He encouraged me to search for the stories. He helped me to be a real professional producer. And that's why I am a journalist producer today. ITV News, when they came back from Yemen to UK, they were very happy from my work. And they were like, oh, Mr. Bader, you did a great job and they introduced me to all of the TV crews. And from that time, I was like the main producer in the ground who works with foreign media and I try my best. So I worked with ITV News, the British outlet. Then I worked with BBC, with CNN, with ABC News, with PBS News America. I did documentary with Arti, we did uh, with everyone. I work with everyone. We used to go to villages. We highlight the malnutrition stories. We highlight cluster bomb stories. 
And that time, one of the famous stories that I couldn't forget is the Cobra Hall bombing. There was a funeral in, in, in Sana'a that was full of political people and big government leaders. And we were, you know, uh, covering stories in villages. We suddenly heard that the Cobra Hall was attacked. We were very shocked. I mean, how? A funeral hall will be attacked. Usually, funerals in Yemen contains more than 1,000 or 2,000 people inside the funeral. Imagine, there was a big massacre. That time, some of the war parties said uh, it was, you know, it was by mistake or a burning or anything. But we, as a journalist, we went there to the event, uh, to the incidents. We drove very quickly, 10 hours from the village that we were in. When we arrived, we saw the missiles and we saw the shrapnels. And we are the first people who, who said that the funeral hall was attacked with the missiles, with air jets, not with uh, burning as they, they, uh, Said. That time in 2017, I was called by CFI, a project manager called Firas Hamawi. He said to me, Hello, Mr. Bader, we heard that you help foreign media in Yemen and we are looking forward to do a project in Yemen. We are CFI, it's the French media agency that develop local media all around the world. I said, Wow, that's very interesting. I would love to help my people as well, not just to work with foreign media, but at least to teach our colleagues local media how to deal professionally like for a media so we, we we raised the call in social media for Yemeni journalists to to participate in a conference in Amman in 2017 so we managed to bring journalists from all around the country and we opened the call for everyone to participate because you know most of the Yemeni media after the war they became biased either with they are with this side or that side of the conflict we try you know to be balanced from both parties of the conflict and that conference was the first conference for me Yemeni media to meet outside of the country So we were stopped in the airport, in Aden airport, saying that some of the journalists are, are with one of the conflict parties and they are not allowed to travel. And I tried to convince them and I said, we have to go, we have to go. The 25 Yemeni journalists should go together. And then I convinced all of the authorities, I arranged all the permits and we, all of us, arrived to Amman to the conference where I met my first time to meet CFI. The 25 journalists, they were young Yemeni journalists, women and men. We tried to brought, uh, you know, people from TV, people from radio, people from uh, newspapers in Yemen. Journalists were disgusting. Everyone had a chance to talk and to share their experience and what are the difficulties and what they need to improve their skills. Most of the journalists 
believe that they need to talk about the humanitarian situation and all of them were complaining they said even though we work with local media but most of the local media they have their bias so they need a platform that they can share their stories their humanitarian stories with no changing in it so that time the idea of YMR plus Yemen media emergency response came and I supported this you know this project from the beginning The goals of YMR project is that we train local journalists and not just only to give them the training or the skills, but we tell them, you will be with us. We will accompany you the whole journey until you finish your reporting. So we train journalists in the same time we support their content. The project started in October, 2018. In this project, we trained more than 280 journalists from all around the Yemen. We share with them different skills. We tell them how to write about the humans, how to write about the humanitarian situation without engaging the political situation in their stories. And in the same time, we care about solution journalism. It's not like you just write a report or write about a human or about someone who is affected by the war. But you, as a journalist, you have a role that you have to solve this problem, try to help to solve this problem. We did also relations, we try to engage Yemeni journalists with local NGOs as well, as we, we all believe that NGOs go to the field every day, so they know the stories as well. So we need them to share these stories with the humanitarian journalists, so both of us can create a good network that can help Yemeni people. We journalists have a major role to help our Yemeni people. Yemeni crisis is the worst humanitarian crisis in the world. The people in the world, especially journalists, we should share their Yemeni people's story. We should say, share the accurate news so our politicians will make decisions and Yemen will come back again. We are part of the world. We are human beings. Like the people in France, like the people in Europe, like any any people in the world, we are all human beings. And we, Yemeni people deserve to live in peace as well. The most important story in Yemen is not the political story, it's the human story. It's the people who are suffering every day. It's the families who doesn't know what they will have in their next meal. It's the children who are starving to death. It's the people who are uh, who don't have salaries from the government since two years now. It's the people who suffer from the basic needs. They don't have electricity, water, anything. So I believe my duty is to help my people to show the world the reality and try to find a solution for the country.
the winner for Outstanding Hard News Feature in a newscast is Yemen's spiraling hunger crisis is a man-made disaster. PBS NewsHour, PBS. Accepting the Emmy, Jane Ferguson, Special Correspondent. Thank you so much. Um, it takes a huge amount of courage to report from Yemen, but the most courageous members of the team are the Yemeni members of the team, quite a few of them inside Yemen that took massive risks to help me and who have asked for understandable reasons not to be named. Um, but we're very lucky to have Ahmed Bider here. Ahmed is also nominated for the excellent work done by ABC News in Yemen, and he's actually responsible for an enormous amount of uh, Yemeni coverage in the American uh, media. So thank you very much. On September 24, 2019, British journalist Jane Ferguson received the Emmy Award for Outstanding Hard News Feature Story in a newscast. An award she shared with Ahmed Baider for a story about the causes of Yemen's spiraling hunger crisis. That night, Ahmed was standing on the stage. He had just arrived in New York after a suspense of two months, which ended the day before when he received his American visa. Only the time difference allowed him to arrive in time for the ceremony. Today, the war in Yemen still doesn't seem to come to an end. Since the beginning of the conflict, five million people have been displaced. Three quarters of Yemeni people are starving. And Ahmed continues to believe that it is necessary to inform not only the rest of the world, but also the local populations. To make the right decisions, they need independent, reliable and fact-checked information. And that's what Ahmed has been fighting for. Correspondance is a podcast series brought to you by CFI, the French Media Development Agency. In the next episode, you will hear the story of a blogger, podcaster and activist from Cameroon. Her name is Anne-Marie Befoun. See you then.